Hello everybody and welcome to another installment of Who Are You and What Do You Do? I'm your host Chris Golian, joined by none other than Brunswick City Manager Carl DeForest. Carl, how are you today? I am absolutely fabulous. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you in here in our new podcast studio. I know this was an initiative that you have been a fan of. You've generated a lot of potential podcast names uh, in the time that it took to for us to put this together. So we figured you had to be our first guest outside of the Bat Staff. I appreciate that and let you know I've copyrighted all of them. So um, I'm looking for some residuals, some some money coming my way. Once well, this yeah, I mean, that goes, goes almost without time. saying. <laughs> I just want to clarify it right yeah, out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. Make it make it public so that Got it's posted. It. Yeah, all trademarks so nobody can steal any of those great it's names all that mine. you had. Yeah. You know, obviously introducing you here, you're the city manager. So talk to us a little bit about what, what that means. As a city manager, I run the daily operations, oversee the daily operations of uh, all the employees and everything that goes on in the city. Uh, we have approximately 120 full-time employees, a budget of $30 million, and push come to shove at the end of the day. If something goes right, it's as a result of the efforts of somebody else. If uh, something goes wrong, it's going to land on my desk, and I'm fine with that. Uh, it's a great position. Um, I hired by city council we have a council manager form of government there's seven members of uh, city council they hire and fire city manager uh, by super majority in other words five of them have to uh, be in favor of hiring or firing the city manager i came on board four years ago after retired uh, from the division of police been the city manager uh, for uh, four years i had two stints as acting city manager actually three stints as acting city manager prior to that and i've been with the city for uh, 30 years so it's a pretty good gig if you can get it uh, you know sometimes you deal with um, emotional issues sometimes you deal with really complicated high level big money issues uh, but most of the time it's day-to-day -day operations and you know taking care of the employees getting the work done and uh, it's a it's a great place to work and we have a fabulous staff so uh, I don't mind being being the boss. You alluded to it a little bit there, but sort of what what else is your background? You mentioned that you know you were with the police department here in the city of Brunswick, but uh, I know you have some additional experience that I think is rather unique. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? So I grew up in upstate New York uh, in a big Catholic family. I've got three brothers and three sisters. And when I was growing up, uh, I say we were so poor we couldn't pay attention. If it cost 50 cents to go around the world and didn't have enough money to get out of sight, uh, and I didn't have any aspirations to go to college or anything because I didn't know anybody uh, when I was growing up who ever had gone to college, to include my siblings. So uh, when I graduated from high school in 1980, I went in the United States Army. I went in as a military policeman, and I spent 10 years in the Army and uh, just had a fabulous time. It was just an incredible experience. I was airborne, which meant I uh, jumped out of airplanes, and I was trained uh, to be air assault, rappelling out of helicopters. And the best job I ever had uh, in the Army, I spent two years as a drill sergeant, uh, turning civilians, snotty-nosed civilians. I'm not going to say like you. You know, I don't want to do that because I don't want you to punch me. Uh, but uh, turning civilians into soldiers and making a difference in people's lives and, uh, you know, being a significant part of the, uh, the Army forces. So I spent 10 years and two months in the Army and got out in 1990. And uh, it was because I was getting deployed a lot. I had a little daughter who seemed to be growing by inches every time I went away for four or five weeks, whether it was to Germany or Fort Bragg, North Carolina, or something of that nature. So I got out in 1990 and moved to uh, Brunswick, Ohio, where my then-wife actually grew up uh, uh, on Ambrose Drive and uh, tested for the police department in late 1990, got hired in early 1991, and I've been with the city ever since. So 
Uh, I started with an associate's degree. Uh, when I got out of the Army, I had two years of college. I put myself back through school. Uh, got a bachelor's degree in sociology, a master's degree in public administration, both from the uh, University of Akron, go Zips. And uh, then I started working my way up through the ranks in the police department. I got promoted sergeant, lieutenant, and chief. I spent 12 years as chief. And during that time, I had two stints as acting city manager. When Bob Zinkowski left, I spent 10 months as uh, acting city manager and police chief at the same time. And uh, it, it's a great experience. It was a unique experience because I got to see the operation and the processes from a different perspective than uh, as a department head. And uh, then I went back to being police chief. We hired a city manager uh, who was here for two years. That was Jim Lucas. And he decided to go back down in southern Ohio. They asked me to be acting city manager again. I spent about nine months as acting city manager. Then they hired uh, another city manager who, uh, after two years, they terminated, and they asked me to be acting city manager again. And uh, at the end of that process, they asked me to stick around to be the permanent city manager. So I've been with the city for over 30 years and uh, had fabulous experiences. There's been some uh, pretty high highs and some uh, kind of low lows, uh, you know, with the police department. I had a, a friend who committed suicide uh, who was actually a police officer uh, who I'd worked with the night before. So been through a lot in the city uh, and seen a lot of development, a lot of growth. But I tell you, it's a fabulous city to be in. It's a fabulous city to work in, to manage folks and projects. And uh, it's a great place to be. And if I didn't want to be here, I'd be somewhere else. So um, I work 1.8 miles away from where I live. And uh, I have two kids who graduate in Brunswick City Schools. And it means a lot to me to be a part of a great community. Oh, of course. And was the goal always to become city manager? Is that something that you ever saw yourself doing? Or because they repeatedly kept asking you to be the <laughs> acting city manager, you're like, I, I kind of like this this opportunity because obviously you spent a lot of time in the police department and rising up through the ranks is no small accomplishment. And that's yeah. a tough thing to do, and you, you have to be very qualified for those positions, very competitive. So, you know, obviously it took a lot to get to those spots. So what made you want to move on to the city manager spot? Well, it's kind of both. Um, did I want to do it? Uh, I, I interviewed for the police department in 1991, early 1991, and I interviewed with uh, then Chief Byer, who's now deceased, uh, Lieutenant uh, Dale Koslick, and the safety director, Greg Crane, who still lives on Sleepy Hollow here. And uh, one of the questions is, well, what do you want to do eventually? And I'm just you know, trying to get into the police department, but I said, well, eventually I want to be in charge of everything. I want to be the mayor. I want to run the city. And uh, Pat Byer corrected me. He said, well, we have a city manager for McGrubbin. If you want to run everything, you got to be the city manager. I'm like, well, then that's the job for me. And I was just trying to show that I was motivated and goal-oriented and all this other stuff. And uh, then when I started looking at uh, master's degree programs, I thought, well, public administration, because eventually, uh, you know, I got to retire from uh, being a police officer, and maybe I want to be a city manager or safety director or something of that nature. And when I got my feet wet uh, the first time uh, with the nine or ten month stint, whatever that was, I thought, well, you know, I could do that. You know, it's like catching a pass over the middle and boom, you get you knocked, knocked flat by the linebacker. You pop back up and you like, oh, yeah, I, you know, it's not, not that, so bad, not so bad, you know, uh, and it's a pretty good place to be. And so uh, I, I would say I, I've always liked being in charge of 
projects and people and uh, budgets and things of that nature. I feel like uh, I'm a pretty reasonable, rational, objective, fair kind of guy. So I thought, well, I'll give this a shot. So, uh, but it did help that uh, they couldn't find anybody else, I guess, and they asked me to stick around. So, um, yeah, and again, if it was a horrible job or a horrible place to be, I wouldn't be here just to collect a paycheck. It's, it's a fabulous community, and uh, I, I've never seen a better staff anywhere. So um, it was kind of mutually beneficial, I think. Uh, you know, this, the city knew me. Uh, the employees knew me. Even if they didn't like me, at least they knew, knew who I was. They could pick me out of the lineup and say, well, in this situation, he's going to do this. If he's faced with these certain staff, uh, facts or circumstances, he's going to react this way. So I think it was beneficial, to be honest with you. Instead of somebody coming in from the outside and uh, somebody you got, it, it takes 18 to 24 months to get to know who they are, what they do, and things of this nature. We didn't we didn't have that time when uh, uh, we got rid of the last city manager. So um, it's been a pretty good gig, and I, I like being in charge of folks and budgets and people and processes. So uh, what the heck. Might as well be the boss. Right. That continuity is important in your familiarity with the community and its members and just the way that things function obviously, you know, played a big factor. And that's why you're able to be as successful as you are in, in your role right now. But taking a break from talking about the city for a second, I think I just is something I have to ask you about. I did not know that you were airborne as Ooh, you I... referred it to as you referred to it as. Yes. How do you mentally prepare yourself to be able to jump out of an airplane? You don't well, jump out of a helicopter, as you said. You sort of propel. Yeah, or maybe that's rappel, the wrong verbiage. Rappel. rappel. Yeah, that's aerosol. Okay. So there's two different. Uh, um, See, I'm learning. I'm learning things right yeah. now. Well, I had to prepare myself differently because I was just coming off drill sergeant status, and I was a military policeman, and I was aerosol. So that was three strikes against me. As you're going down to Fort Benning, Georgia, home of the United States Infantry. So uh, most people don't un- understand that uh, infantry hate military policemen. Airborne hate air assault, and everybody hates drill sergeants because, you know, those are the guys and gals that tell you how many push-ups to do, and, and you know, and, and not so fun. Yeah, and stuff. they and they just don't get tired saying, "Yeah, do ten more, do ten more, do ten more." <laughs> so I was just coming off drill sergeant status, and I went to. Um, uh, Fort Benning, Georgia. And before I went down there, I knew a guy who was a jump master who basically trains uh, airborne folks. And he said, you know, before you go down there, you might want to take off your drill sergeant patch and your air assault wings. And I said, you know what, I'm not taking them off and they're going to have to kill me in order to get them off my uniform. And they just about did. I mean, they, they made my life uh, probably 10 times more miserable than I ever made anybody else's life. Uh, so it was, it was physically, mentally, and emotionally challenging. And it scared the snot out of me each and every day. And uh, uh, jumping out of planes is fun for some folks. I'm not on that list. It was not fun for me. It scared the ever-loving crap out of me most of the, most of the time. And uh, you jump from 1,250 feet, and every time I jumped, I thought I was going to break a leg or snap an ankle or, or get caught up in a tree or get killed or something of that nature. And that was in peacetime, you know, with nobody shooting at you. So I imagine, you know, if you're jumping into Iraq or Afghanistan or Panama or wherever, you, you know, you might jump, uh, it, it would be even worse. You know? Adding so, a whole other level yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, some people say it's fun. I did not have a good time, but, but yeah, uh, and you just do it. I mean, because you know, you got I, I signed up for it. I wasn't drafted. Nobody tricked me into it, you know, and, uh, 
I jumped out of planes and I can say forever that I did it. Uh, I was successful in doing it because you have to do five jumps in order to get through airborne training. Uh, but yeah, it, it scared the snot out of me to be perfectly honest. With you. <laughs> you know, I keep that between you and I. Don't yeah, we? obviously nobody yeah. else. Just, just us in this room <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the curtain. Just us two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, that's interesting because I, I couldn't even imagine. Does that, does that even like, I guess, do you even think about it if you, you know, going on an airplane now, does it, you have like flashbacks no, of it? Or no, like, no, I don't. No. Uh, but every time I get up from a chair, every time I uh, walk and I, my knees creak and my back hurts. That's where, you know, that's yeah, where those yeah, reminders yeah. are at. That's where those reminders, yeah, when your knees snap uh, going upstairs, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's probably from uh, jumping down at Fort Benning, Georgia. Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. I did not know that about you, so that's fascinating. Now but, you know. But now getting back to uh, the things with the city, you know, obviously, maybe just in, uh, maybe you could list a couple of things or mention a few things if if it applies. But you know, in all your time here, but what's been some of the favorite your favorite projects that you've you know had a part in or, or helped orchestrate or things of that nature? Well, one of the things when I was a lieutenant uh, on the police department, uh, we started the Brunswick uh, Police Academy, and it was a, an academy for citizens to go through to learn about the operation, the police department, and the city overall. And uh, we started that maybe 18 years ago. And, uh, you know, we didn't know if it would be successful or not. But at the end of the uh, first class, uh, one, of the vo- uh, one of the people who went through the academy said, we'd like to st- start a volunteer organization. We'd call it the Brunswick Citizen Police Academy Alumni Association. And I said, well, sometimes we have trouble paying people and getting them to show up to work. How do you think we're going to get volunteers to show up and uh, do stuff? And uh they said, well, give us a shot. And we did give them a shot, and they've been a very, very fabulous organization. They've given thousands and thousands of hours uh, to the city administration and the uh, Division of Police in particular. And uh, it's been great to have them around. Now they have a 501c3. They do fundraising and support the police. Uh, That's been a highlight. Uh, But I would say the second best job I ever had uh, was being a sergeant on the police department. Uh, So the first best job I ever had was being a drill sergeant because it was just a lot of fun and uh, uh, turning civilians into uh, soldiers. It was the hardest job I ever had, a lot of hours, working 100, 105 hours a week, which seems incomprehensible to the average person because you're like 40 hours i, I was go. about to it's, say oh it's my friday goodness. i gotta get my paycheck and head off to wherever i'm going and uh so when you work in 100 105 hours you know you're you're putting in a lot of time energy and effort but you're seeing the end result of, of what you're doing and how you're doing it and uh when i was a sergeant on the police department you know you're a first line supervisor making critical decisions that you know, with uh, limited information and seconds worth of preparation, and you're leading people, and you're making a difference in the community. So that was a pretty good gig. And being chief, hopefully, you know, I uh, developed a division uh, in, a, in a positive way, hired some really, really good people. Uh, but now as city manager, I'm, I'm seeing things come to fruition that we've been working on for an incredible amount of time. Uh, uh, Monday night, uh, three nights from now, we'll be going to council uh, to approve a contract uh, for phase one of the Plum Creek Greenway. It's a, f- a three-phase plan to uh, connect Plum Creek Park, which is in Brunswick Hills Township, to um, Brunswick Lake. And we've been talking about this for 20 years, and we never really got any traction until about three years ago when we got some money from a, a grant with the Ohio Department of Natural Resources. So when you can see pieces and parts of projects come together, which will be in the community forever, for 25, 30, 40, 50 years from now, and nobody will remember, you know, who started the process 
But knowing you had a significant part in that, it's going to be pretty cool. You know, I've got a two-year-old grandson, and I'll be able to take him on that trail. And uh, hopefully, you know, phase two and phase three come in the next uh, two years, and we get that project done, and it'll be an eight-mile, one-way uh, path, you know, once around uh, Brunswick Lake and then down to uh, Plum Creek Park and through that park, and that'll be pretty significant. When you start doing things that uh, impact the community in a positive way or are going to be around for generations, you know, you really don't have to care who's who's going to you know know that you did it or who started it or who finished it uh but you know in your heart that you had a significant uh piece of uh the pie in that and again being able to give back to the community raise money for pediatric cancer research and cancer re research through pan ohio hope ride velisano uh trike and bike and other initiatives like that it's it's pretty cool you know and sometimes people come along because you're the city manager and you ask them Sometimes they come along because, you, you know, they've known you for 20 years when you were in the police department. Sometimes it's because you're a member of the community. Sometimes because, you know, you help them or whatever. And for whatever reason they come along, I appreciate the fact they come along and, and help with the initiative. And, uh, you know, being able to get things done and work with, you know, fabulous people and give back to a great community is really pretty cool. That's great. And, yeah, that sort of internal gratitude, that's that's important. I think that's something that isn't talked about enough. Everybody looks for external gratitude, but here you are talking about just knowing that, you know, you did the best that you could with a job and made an impact on not just a person, but a lot of different people. And in this case, a whole community. So that's obviously very special. Pretty cool. You know, it's just been a, a really, really great uh, 30 years. I mean, uh, you, you get on and you think, oh, I wonder how I'm going to learn my way around the city. And next thing you know, 10 years have gone by, 25 years have gone by, 30 years. I mean, it's gone by in a blink of an eye, you know, and I guess I'm older and uh, got less hair uh, than when I started and uh, more aches and pains. But uh, it's it's been a great ride. It really, truly has. And uh, again, it's a fabulous community to be a part of. And I can't imagine working with better people. Well, that will conclude our latest installment of who you are and what do you do with City Manager Carl DeForest. Look forward to coming back next time with a new guest from the city. So uh, until then, check out our other episodes on Bad Podcasts. See you, folks.